Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by The Smart Chiropractor and their new book, The Payday Practice. So I'm sure you guys have heard of Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Tim Ferriss. How do you think they would build a healthcare practice? The answer is in this book called The Payday Practice, a new book by Dr. Jeff Langmaid and Dr. Jason Deitch. This new book will show you exactly how to cover your monthly expenses in just one day every single month, guaranteed. Whether you want to just cover your monthly expenses for your physical practice or actually create the digital healthcare practice of the future, this book is your blueprint for building it, launching it, and growing it. Get your free copy today at www.thepaydaypractice.com. Their step-by-step guide to financial freedom will show you exactly how to one, set your dream, visions, and goals using their financial freedom formula, two, build a health tribe of people who are engaged and ready to go all in with your business, three, create an irresistible membership offer for your clients and patients, and four, launch and sell out your membership in the next 30 days. The Payday Practice will show you the exact step-by-step process that you can use to generate monthly recurring revenue in your practice. Get your free copy today once again at www.thepaydaypractice.com. That's www.thepaydaypractice.com. I would also recommend checking out The Smart Chiropractor on Facebook and also Instagram at TheSmartChiro for more amazing knowledge to take your practice to the next level. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Better Doctor Project. We are going to be wrapping up our Enneagram series with today's episode, which is all about the Enneagram type nine, also known as the peacemaker. And for today's episode, we have Abby with us. She's a physical therapist, and I can't wait to learn more about her. Abby, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. To start off, I'd love to just dive into what you're doing professionally and how you got there and just everything that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently working at a rehabilitation hospital doing outpatient neurological PT. Um, I work with patients with spinal cord injury, brain injury, um, uh, progressive neurological diseases, anything brain and spinal cord related. Um, I've been there for seven years and I came, um, came full circle. Uh, I did my observation hours and some of my clinical rotations with St. Luke's and um, I couldn't wait to get back. It's an incredible hospital system and really passionate therapists. And I wanted to learn from some of the best. Amazing. And I already kind of mentioned this to you before we started recording, but I just physical therapy for me in that world is just so different. You know, you're working with people who, you know, it's not see me for eight to 10 visits and this back pain suddenly goes away. This is something that is going to be with them for the rest of their lives. And you're literally so focused on function and you're so focused on quality of life. And I just think that's really powerful what you're doing with these patients. It's, it's a whole different world. Um, especially in neuro, like you're mentioning with the progressive diseases. I mean, I'll see people for years and years, um, and you really spend a lot of time with people. Um, you're more than just part of their healthcare team. Um, we get to spend an hour, you know, a couple times a week with folks and it's, 
pretty incredible. It's it's an honor to be a part of it. Yeah, I I can believe it. And you know, just to think about the Enneagram type nine and what being the peacemaker is like, I just, I've personally found that this Enneagram type, it's usually a person that's very calming in nature, someone that's a pleasure to be around. And I really feel like your type must be amazing to have in your field. I think there's a lot of us. Yeah. I think that, uh, we've found a place where, um, we found meaningful work and I don't yeah. think that the type nine does well without purpose in their career. I think we can get lost so easily. It makes perfect sense. And to some of our listeners who maybe aren't as well versed in what the type nine is again, they're also known as the peacemaker and they tend to be very accepting and trusting and stable, um, very supportive people who are willing to just kind of go with the flow of what somebody needs in that moment, just in an effort to keep peace, which I think is an amazing personality trait to have. Um, Their basic fear is loss and separation. The type nine's basic desire is to have inner stability and a peace of mind. Um, Some examples, which I love looking at, but some celebrity examples of a type nine include people like um, Mr. Rogers, Whoopi Goldberg, Jack Johnson, Ronald Reagan, JFK, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, some really cool people in history that have always also had that similar presence of a sense of peace and comfort. Does that sound accurate to you? Spot on. (laughs) Yeah. I believe Barack Obama is also a nine. Oh, I I believe it. I mean, again, just as such a calming person, what have you found with this personality type has really been able to shine through your work as a physical therapist? Oh man, so much. Um, the ability to form bonds quickly and the perspective taking and really gauging someone where they're at and being able to meet them where they're at, which with neurological PT, if, if you're trying to push someone beyond where they're at that day or in that moment, you're not going to get anywhere. Um, So the ability to form trust really quickly, and I need someone to trust me not only with their story, but with their body. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you find out about the Enneagram? Uh, that's fun. Um, after PT school, um, I did a postgraduate program at, uh, the, um, Kaiser Vallejo hospital, um, where they have a PNF program, um, proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Um, And so I did the nine month program there. And one of the instructors, Chris Pappas was all about the Enneagram. So he had all the residents take Ah. the Enneagram test. Um, And I tested as a two, which shocked no one around me. Didn't shock me. I was like, of course I'm a two. I'm a helper. It's perfect. Um, And then the more I learned about twos, I, I didn't feel like it fit. And I discovered that my mom is a really healthy two. And I just sponged that right up. <laughs> so I have a lot of two qualities and um, that, you know, have also helped um, in my profession of just that warmth and um, making friends quickly and putting a lot of love out into the world. So, so that was my start with the Enneagram. And it wasn't until um, probably about three years ago that my therapist said, I think you should look up, uh, at the Enneagram nine a little more closely. Oh, that's amazing. I love hearing stories of that because 
there are a lot of people who used to think they were one type or, you know, really had to dive in to figure out who they truly were. And I think that's why I like the Enneagram test so much because other personality tests, it's very like black and white, like you fill this out and that's what you are. But the Enneagram test is so different because it's based on motivations. And even though you can embody some other qualities, ultimately, when you actually start reading on the type, learning about fears and motivations, and, you know, you read some deep, deep Enneagram info, and it's based on like, almost like triggering things from your past or like something like a deep connection where you really realize, oh gosh, I do really love to help people, but I'm, I'm not a two, you know, I completely resonate with mine and it it requires deep thinking, which I do love. (laughs) So that's awesome. You've known about your type for a long time then. Well, I knew about the wrong type for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. For a few years. Oh, how funny. Yeah. So probably about three, three or four years, I've been um, more diving into the world of Enneagram Nine, and it fits better than I would like it to. Yeah, that's how I feel <laughs> about my Type One self as well. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> now, had you tried some other personality tests in the past? Um, yeah, I did uh, Myers Briggs probably when I was eighteen, and was really into that. I thought that fit really well. I'm a INFP. I'm such an INFP. Um, (laughs) So that fit really well. So I kind of put all my eggs in that basket. And then I was excited when I found the Enneagram because it, it is so much more, it's so rich, it's so diverse. Um, And there's so much diversity among us and how your wings play in and how just the environment you're in or where you are at on that kind of healthy versus less healthy scale. Yeah. Do you know some of the types of your coworkers where you're at currently? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There's a a few of us who are really into it. Um, (laughs) I have a, one of my friends over there is a three and she just cracks me up because she is so good at getting stuff done. Um, But recognizing the nineness in me and her husband is a nine. Um, Oh, that's She's more patient with me than, um, then she doesn't over three me. Yeah. Over three. I like that a lot. I I think that's my favorite part about this too, is because you, you can look at other people and either be more patient with them because you understand what type they are, or it can inspire you to, to learn more about them. I know personally, I love to learn about my coworkers types, my family members types, good friends types. I think it's really valuable. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's the path to a deeper, healthier relationship and communication, um, and boundaries. I'm bad at boundaries, Um, but knowing what, (laughs) (laughs) and knowing what type someone is, I kind of say, okay, that's gonna take me down a path. I don't want to go. I need to be cautious there. Um, I have another very close friend who's a one who, um, I believe her husband is also a nine, Um, (laughs) but uh, so I, we've been able to coach each other. That's Um, fun. Yeah. It's important because it facilitates growth too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes the friendships so much more meaningful. Yeah, definitely. My personal favorite thing about a type nine is your ability to handle conflict, I think is... (laughs) Really, really special. And, you know, coming from a type one, you know, we can, 
how can I tell this to myself nicely? But sometimes we struggle to admit when we're wrong and we struggle to see that the way that other people do things can also be right. And so that makes conflict very challenging for us. And so when I, when I see a type nine, my mom's a type nine, one of my brothers is a type nine, I've been around it my whole life. When I see a type nine in conflict or a stressful time, I'm literally just mind blown how you guys maintain composure Mm. so well. Can you give me any kind of work examples with a patient when there's an active conflict with one of your complex patients and how, how you're able to kind of either mellow out or just directly relate to them or handle them in a moment? Um, yeah. Uh, the reason I laughed about the conflict is because we can be so conflict avoidant. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> and um, in a work role, I really have to be more assertive than I comfortably am naturally. Um, whether that be advocating for my patients with insurance companies and, um, or encouraging a patient to maintain professional boundaries. Um, oh yeah. And it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I almost never use the doctor title and that's about the only place that I pull it out is when, um, I have to say, you know, I am your doctor and this is a professional setting and a professional, um, and I have a professional role here. And I think as a nine and as a PT, it's really easy to blur those lines into friendship and it happens far too often. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, that agreeability of the nine and that can just, I think, be confusing for, for some folks. And so, um, maintaining boundaries. <laughs> yeah. How have you been uh, able to, cause it sounds like that might be the hardest part about being a nine in healthcare is those boundaries. How have you been able to, when do you know how to set those boundaries? Is it always when something's inappropriate or what have you found that's helped with? No, that? it's often when I'm inappropriate, um, <laughs> in staying in my lane, right. because I think, um, as a self-effacing nine, it's so easy to, go way above and beyond. Um, I joke with my boss who is incredibly supportive. I don't tell her I said so, but she's probably a two. Um, <laughs> where the joke is, okay, don't move anyone into my guest room. I do want to care for people that um, what is my role and what is too far beyond it can be a blurry line. So um, that conflict with myself of saying, I have to let this person walk their own journey. You know, I can't take their cancer away. I can't take their MS away. Um, you know, it's, it's not my role to try to modify all their behaviors in their life. Even if I can see, you know, man, if you change your diet, if you work on your sleep, if you, Mm. uh, you know, all of these things can contribute to you getting healthier, but I have to stay in my lane. Um, and it can be really challenging because I consider a lot of my patients, my friends. And, um, and even if I don't feel that way, I just feel incredibly close to them and that I'm a big part of their healthcare team because I see them the most. Right. And I'm sure they Um, love these personality traits in you too. You know, no, no patient wants to go to someone they're going to spend hours with per week 
and not have a good time, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or have a personal personality type. That's not the most friendly. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't sure. want to spend time with a healthcare provider for hours every week. If, if they were rude, if they weren't, um, you know, kind and understood my condition and understood, you know, the biopsychosocial model of care and how that all correlates to what I have going on. I mean, yeah. I would find a new provider. So I, I can imagine how yeah. much they would love you being a type nine. I think it's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> is there another type nine um, with you at all at, where you were? Yeah, they there definitely is. are. Yeah. Nice. A couple of PTs. I know one of the, at least one of the speech therapists is a nine. Um, nice. Yeah. I. And you know, it's, it's so much more fun to focus on everyone else's problems rather than our own. So Not the we truth. get really invested. <laughs> you really, really can. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any types, uh, this, this might be tough. It could be a physical therapist or even a totally different type of provider, but are there any types that you've met or possibly work with that you find are the hardest to get along with maybe? Well, I work with doctors. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, and to be fair to doctors, they're, um, they vary greatly. Um, and there are types that are easier to get along with and types that are, um, so true. not as easy to get along with, sure. um, and much more assertive types in the doctors than in the therapists. You know, we're pretty happy in our, in our role, um, being more chill. So, um, but yeah, I've I've had some personality. I wouldn't say I know their types, um, but I would imagine they're a type that doesn't perspective take yeah. or empathize well or recognize how someone how what they're saying is being received. I even remember all the way back to undergrad, and you know there were some core classes that all the pre med kids took, right and at that time, you kind of know what you're going the PT route, you're the Cairo route, the physician route, the other specialist kind of route. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, that person hopefully will become a surgeon. <laughs> and, you know, or, or you know, so-and-so yeah. is so good with people, they have to do something face-to-face. And you could kind yeah. of like pick out these little vibes here and there. And then I remember in Cairo school, there were so many jokes about the kids that fell in love with radiology or research because oh. <laughs> you, you were almost like see people. <laughs> exactly. You were almost like, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> like, and so five. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fives. If you ever get to listen to the type five episode that comes out from the series, it's, I'm literally infatuated with type fives because they're so different from me. You know, I, I love yeah, to listen yeah. to them and how comfortable they are with literally just being surrounded by themselves and knowledge. Like they need nothing else. <laughs> I was just, it was so <laughs> intriguing to like, listen or, and look at the world through the lens of someone so different from, from, from me. Yeah. What a fun project. It's, it's been really entertaining. Yeah. I, I find it so interesting to talk to a type five because they're so comfortable honestly, just being surrounded by themselves and then constant stimuli of knowledge. Like that's literally all they need to be happy in life. And then the, the Enneagram series in general, when I interviewed the first one, which is obviously the type one, that's the same one as me. And it was 
eerie to interview him because it felt like I was doing a mirror interview almost. And like, we sounded the same. We had the same gestures and mannerisms and it was honestly creepy. (laughs) Did you have similar experiences in healthcare? Extremely. And his story was really cool because he started off as a pharmacy tech, I believe, and then transitioned into chiropractic and all of my training was in a hospital setting. So it was really interesting to like see how our personality types worked in private practice and the hospital setting. And it was just, it was really fun to interview him, but also very (laughs) weird at the same time. Um, But yeah, this has been a really fun project getting to know all of you guys. And it's, it's just been thrilling for me. So I thank you so much for joining us as a type nine. (laughs) Oh, thank you for having me. I look forward to watching the other types videos. Yes. I'll make sure you have all the info and links. And to wrap up this episode about all, all about the Enneagram type nine, I, I just wanted to leave our listeners with a little bit of advice that you recommend for fellow type nines. Uh, you've obviously been in practice several years now, and I would love to know from you, let's say they're fresh out of school or maybe struggling a little bit in practice in whatever specialty that they're in, what would you recommend that they dive into or learn about or just anything that would benefit a type nine in healthcare? Know yourself. You know, I think it's, it's just so easy to get lost. Um, I think nines have a tendency to um, have imposter syndrome and I can see other types struggling with that as well. Um, I think as a nine, it's so easy to wait for the right answer from someone else um, and kind of that self-effacing and not feeling important and not feeling like your opinion is right or valued. And school really sets us up for that um, in any any route you go. I mean, we're always corrected on what's wrong and there's not enough feedback on what's right and what really makes you an individual um, I wish programs would wrap up with like, here's what's awesome about you and why you're going to be great at your profession. Um, I think that that can stick with the nine and you keep looking for someone to correct you. And the more you know yourself and the more, I guess you put yourself out there and just try. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it, I think it can be really scary. And I think that um, it, I don't know that a type nine is going to jump into their career and be like, boom, I got this. Um, so using your resources and knowing that it's okay to ask others and you don't have to reinvent the wheel, um, you know, go into a setting where there are veterans, where you can learn from the people that have been doing it forever um, and find a supportive team and boss. Because I think a nine will thrive or crumble under leadership. That's a great point about leadership. I, I never thought that about a nine, but you're you're probably right. And those relationships are again everything. And I, I think personally, I love working with type nines because I you guys just make everyone feel welcome and like they have value and you guys deserve the same in return. I agree. I do. And it's, I think it takes a long time to get there and kind of say, wow, I am part of this team and I am valuable. And um, we are so busy creating a happy, peaceful environment for others and for our patients. And, um, and we like doing it. 
mm-hmm. but bringing ourselves into that world is um, can be a challenge. So, so important. thanks for saying that. Absolutely. You guys deserve it. And to all of our listeners, if, if you've heard Abby talk tonight and you're like, you know, that kind of sounds a little bit like me, I definitely recommend checking out the links in our show notes, take the Enneagram test. If you haven't yet, if you're a type nine, it's a great time to tap in and just learn more about yourself because it's ultimately going to help you with your patients on a day-to-day basis. So Abby, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.